This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Richard Battle joining us now, as he does on Wednesdays at 4 o'clock. Richard, how are you today? Good afternoon, John. We're doing fantastic. Thank you for having us again. So what is the weather in Texas like about now? Well, the same as it was last week, and the same as it'll be next week, about 105. <laughs> it doesn't change a whole lot this time of year, huh? Yeah, the weathermen uh, do one forecast and then take off for three months. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right, richardbattle.com is a website. Let's talk about experience and competence. Is there a correlation between experience and competence? Well, and I think that's one question, and then the, the contrast between the private sector and politicians is another angle to look at this, and I just think it's fascinating how we are manipulated by people regarding whether experience is important or competence is important versus rhetoric and production, and there's a big difference Agreed. between private sector and public sector there as well. And, and again, and so, yeah, you know, I want to make sure real quick, too, that we you know get this, you know, I'll, I'll get this out there right off the bat. I'm not saying, I think you would agree with me, that those you know that are younger and maybe don't have all of the experience can't be as competent as somebody that's that's older that's not at all what we're saying but what we are saying what we'll get into is the fact that let's face it richard you learn things through experience that you just can't learn any other way and if you apply that it should build better competence right absolutely and regardless of our competence level we can all learn and improve through experience. Right. And so that's what's so fascinating about our culture now, trying to throw away our history and experience. And the way I say it is, if, if history, if hindsight's twenty twenty, and experience is the best teacher, then why won't the people who have neither listen to the people who have both? Do you think it's because they either envy that experience, the you know the other you know envy and or are are jealous of the experience that that other you know even sometimes generation has, or do you think it's a oh I'm not going to listen to them I know more you know they they don't know as much about it as I do you know those that's the old school way of doing it. There's a new way of doing things. Do you think it's a little of both or something completely different? Well, I think there's some of both, but I also think that our culture and our media promotes that because if we have less experience and less wisdom then we're easier to manipulate. That I agree with you. I, I think that one is is very key, and that's, by the way, for those of you that might be a little bit younger and maybe don't have all that experience, and granted, I realize a lot of the listeners that I have are, are very much in, in our camp also, though I realize that there are a lot that are not, and they listen to our recordings and you know the podcasts and so on, Richard, where they are not. And all I would say is encourage those individuals to take a step back and think about it for a second and realize, wait a minute, who am I learning the most from? Somebody that's done this before or somebody that's never done it but wants me to think that they have and is going to convince me to do it a different way? That's correct. Mark Twain said, good decisions come from experience. Experience comes from bad decisions. <laughs> that's so in, true. <laughs> in the political world, we see the total opposite because yeah. we see people – that enter right out of college a lot of times. They get to work on a congressional staff. The next thing you know, they're running for office. They get elected. And the, and the last thing that happens is they're carried out feet first some years later when they've passed away in office. And they have political experience, but they have no other experience anywhere else. And, and the interesting thing is 
they want to tell us that politics are so complicated that we need to leave it to the professional politicians, but they don't have any expertise in the areas that they're regulating and legislating about. Uh, The only only experience they have is really in getting elected. Yeah, these are individuals that, you know, want to tell business folks like you and I how to, you know, A, they want to change tax code, they want to tell us handle employees, they want to tell us how to handle HR, they do all sorts of laws around it, and yet none of, well, not none, but the majority of these people have never written a payroll check. Well, that's true. I think one of the interesting examples right now is the move to electric vehicles, and there's a push to have electric tractors out in farm fields. Yeah, I've seen that. And people yep. that do harvesting at night and 24 hours a day, they run the equipment, and they're way out of way from charging stations. They're trying to figure out how they can comply with this idiocy that's being shoved down their throats from people who live in cities where they don't even have cars because they ride a bus or a cab right. everywhere. And, I mean, that that is just total lunacy, by the way. And as being, you know, somebody that's in that world a lot and own an electric vehicle and know all the ins and outs of it. And I don't want to say that I'm any kind of an expert, Richard, in that area, because I'm not. I mean, there's a lot of people that know them and are smarter about them than I am. But I will tell you that when it comes to the media end of things, I think I know far more than most media folks do when it comes to, you know, EVs, how they function, some of what we're going to see coming down the pike with maintenance and things along those lines. I know far more about it than they do. And I've been, I've been you know, first peer, per, really probably one of the first journalists to tell everybody that while they're really cool and they got some great technological features, they are not for everyone. They have limitations. Yes. And so we as voters in the public sector, we have to wise up and not elect people based on their rhetoric and debate Mm. skills, which is what they push on us. That's the choice they try to give us. Yeah, good point. Because their resumes are so thin in the personal experience. There's a congressional seat in Michigan that was first uh, won by a dingle in 1929. In 1955, he died. His son was elected because of name ID. Yep. His son held the office until 2015 when he died. Then his widow is still in the office today, so they've had that in their family for over 90 years just based on name ID, and they have no experience outside of holding that office. That, that's That in and of itself, Richard, is just plain wrong, period. You can tell me, well, I've got experience in politics that no one else has. That's the problem. Well, yes, it is, and and we, the voters, are part of that because we don't push and we don't reward people who have practical experience and get people to run for office that have practical experience. We have some more than we have had, but we look at the administration in Washington. They have the least business experience of any administration in history in the executive office, Mm -hmm. And then we combine it with the legislative branch and how little business experience there is there. Mm -hmm. And we need people that are farmers and ranchers, and we need people in transportation industry and manufacturing industry and software. We need all kinds of different people representing all of us. At one time, Richard, and I think this is the way our founding fathers would look at it, a political seat was much like what we would have in these or association seats where typically the way associations work is, you know, you go and you serve. Maybe you're there for two or three years. Maybe if you do a couple of stints on some different positions, you might be there four or five, six at the most. But most associations are done in such a way that the people coming in are coming out of industry. They're fresh. They're bringing new ideas. And it's not the same old guard there all the time. At least ones that are productive work that way. The problem is, and it's the same thing as it is in politics, the industry boards that don't work the way they're supposed to are the ones where they let those guys hang around forever and ever and ever, much like politicians. Well, that's exactly correct. And, and the real problem was that the founders never dreamed anyone would find it lucrative enough to make a career. Right. And to No, them, those guys sacrificed. Almost, they lost money going and serving. Exactly. It was almost like tag, you're it. It's your turn to right. go sacrifice this time. Right. And so that was what happened. And so that means that the positions are too lucrative right now. Yeah, I agree. So instead of having longer terms, there need to be shorter terms. There needs to be less money. There needs to be less perks, less retirement. There needs to be lifetime bans on lobbying once they leave office. Uh, if it was so bad serving, they wouldn't stay for That's a right. lifetime. So That's we right. need to make it to where those people say, 
I'm going to go serve, and then I have to go find a real job to support my family. That's right. And, and to your point, if they had to do that, we'd things different. We'd see things different in Washington. Even some state houses, I think, would be much different if we did things along those lines. And I know some states do things differently. There's term limits and things like that. The problem is, Richard, and I, this is another one where people talk about you know, convention of states and you put term limits in and so on. And my only fear with convention of states is there could be a big backfire and we could end up with some things that we really don't want. So I'm, I'm not a huge proponent of that. I think the, the way to do this is to train people that we can term limit ourselves as voters. We just have to do it. Well, that's true. And, and that problem we face is at every level, from city council, county, yep. state, and federal, is we have too many people that it's the highest-paying job they've ever had in their lives. And once they get it, they don't want to give it up. Yep. You're <laughs> right. And it, it becomes, as you said earlier, these become career politicians, in some cases second, third-generation politicians, to where that seat is in a quote-unquote family. I mean, it, it's almost like a, a family business. The thing just gets passed down from generation to generation. That is not how politics was ever intended to be. Well, it's, it's like a monarchy. And see, in the real world, it constantly rebalances itself because it elevates experienced and successful people, yeah. and it disciplines and recycles people who fail and gives them an opportunity to step yeah, great up. Point. In the political world, when people fail, it's not their money they lose. And the only way they really lose is if they lose an election. And with a 98% plus re-election rate, there's a lot of failure going on and not very much punishment for it. Richard Battle, again, richardbattle.com. You can also find Richard on our website. In fact, the previous segments that we've done, rushtoreason.com. Just go to the show notes. Richard, uh, as always, I appreciate it very much and uh, hope things weather-wise might get a little cooler for you guys, but I've been there enough to know that that's probably not the case until we get to at least September or so. Well, the good news is there'll be less people moving this direction until the heat passes. There you go. Good, good one, Richard. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. God bless America. God bless America. Lord bless you. We appreciate it. Roof Max is up next. Dave Hart, who, by the way, full service roofer. Don't let the name fool you. Yes, he's got the Roof Max product that he can put down on your roof to extend the life, but he can also do anything else your roof needs. And it doesn't matter whether it's your home, your business, your shed. Uh, you name it. Whatever it happens to be, he can do it all from flat roofs. Some of you guys are thinking, well, I've got a flat roof on my building. That doesn't count. Yeah, he can do that. He can even recoat your flat roof. He can fix your asphalt shingle roof, your metal roof. You name it, whatever it is. If it's a roof on top of a building or on your house, Dave can take care of it. Three one, sorry, 303-710. So 303-710-6916. Or just go to rushtoreason.com and find him there. Rejuvenation protects your roof from Colorado's weather where a replacement doesn't. The snow is all melted and the high winds are dying down and it finally feels like summer. With the snow gone, you can see damage on your neighbor's roof from fallen branches and other damage from intense wind. Thank God you got roof rejuvenation with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Luckily, you got your roof rejuvenated at a fraction of the cost of a full replacement. It gave you a 33% increase in hail protection and reactivated your seal strips so your shingles stayed on even in high wins. Your RoofMax rejuvenation restored the strength and flexibility to your roof, meaning fallen branches didn't damage it. Not to mention it makes your roof more water repellent, so snow and rain are even less likely to leak into your home. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax for a safe, effective, and cost-effective alternative to replacing your roof at 303-710-6916. And make sure to mention John Rush at KLZ 560 AM. Affordable interest mortgage, Kurt Rogers, and yes, mortgage rates dropped. You heard Andy even talk about this yesterday, a full point. If that's something that you're looking into, you're looking at buying a house, selling a house, moving, uh, refinancing, pulling some cash out, doing some remodeling, whatever the case may be, give Kurt a call today. Find out how that would work for you. 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? 
Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. This next topic, you'll hear me talk about if you listen to the National Crawford Roundtable, because I mentioned this in the recording we did this morning. But, you know, the hypocrisy of the left, it just doesn't stop. It just runs on and on and on. And what I mean by that is they can get by with anything, especially when it comes to things they say, racist comments, for example, that we flat out could not say. For example, this is a quote coming from Eddie Vale. He is a Democrat strategist. Okay, I don't know exactly who he is. I didn't look him up, but Eddie Vale. He's talking about cinema on the new bill that has been introduced from the House into the Senate that Manchin actually kind of put together. And cinema is a little upset, and she's not even saying exactly how she's going to vote yet because she feels like she was sort of left out of that whole negotiation process. And frankly, I'm not sure that I blame her, but the bottom line is she hasn't said exactly how she's going to vote. So here's what this quote was directed towards her. Supporting this bill... By the way, I want to make sure everybody understands this. These are not my words. I'm quoting a Democrat strategist, not my words. Supporting this bill should be as easy as Michael Jordan dunking on my middle school Jewish basketball team. If any Republican said anything along those lines and inserted the word Jewish, they'd have hell to pay. But yet this guy can get by with it, and it's no big deal. And by the way, it doesn't matter whether he's Jewish or not. That's not the point. The point is, why, why do you need to, need to even put that word in there? What he should have just said was, this should be as easy as Jordan dunking on my middle school basketball team. You didn't need to insert the word Jewish. I don't care whether he's Jewish or not. That's not the point. It doesn't need to be, I mean, because basically what he's insinuating is Jewish kids can't play basketball. It's essentially what he's saying, right? Might as well say it. That's what he said. Point being, if anyone on the right said anything close to this, they'd be slaughtered in the media. Absolutely slaughtered. Have any of you, by the way, today heard any comments on this whatsoever? I just happened to pick this up. I was just reading what they were saying about cinema. I just saw that quote, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what's up with that? How can they get by with that, but no one else can? If Donald Trump had said anything along those lines whatsoever, the, the press would just have had a field day. Literally would have had a field day. Yet the Democrats can say that, and it's not a problem. They can say that, you know, at a, at a uh, Hispanic meeting, that they're all like a breakfast taco. And they get a pass from the left, from the media, from the mainstream media. Same here. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you can't for a second see how tainted the news media is towards the left, you're a fool. And you're blind as a bat. Or, or you're just dumb and not willing to admit it. I don't know which. You're, you're either dumb, blind, ignorant, you don't care, you're ignoring it. I don't know what the case may be. But if you're on the left and you can't see the difference in how each side is treated by media... I'm not media, by the way. I'm talking mainstream media, what you see on the nightly news, local television stations, and so on. If you can't see that it's slanted in that direction, you're a fool. Flat out. Because you're in denial. Or you're as mentally ill as the rest of the folks on the left are, one of the two. Because, folks, there is a vast difference in how each side is treated when it comes to the media. And it's becoming more and more apparent day after day, after day, after day. 
example after example. I just gave you two examples that happened within the past month. Joe Biden saying everybody in the room was like a breakfast taco, speaking to a bunch of Hispanics, but they're all breakfast tacos. It's diverse as breakfast tacos are. First of all, I don't know what a breakfast taco is. I think she meant breakfast burrito. Whoever wrote it was another dummy. Whoever wrote the speech evidently has never had Mexican food. Because you don't eat breakfast tacos, at least not around here. You have breakfast burritos. I know very few people that eat breakfast tacos. Uh, Charlie, unless there's something new that I've not known about lately, uh, when, I, when I go to Santiago's, I get a breakfast burrito. And when I order from the menu, it doesn't have breakfast tacos even on it. It has breakfast burritos. Go to any Mexican restaurant in this whole Denver area and try to order a breakfast taco. I'm sure there's some, you know, outliers that serve breakfast tacos. But by and large, go to Chubby's, you're going to get a breakfast ta- or breakfast burrito. Go to the majority of Mexican restaurants in this town, food trucks and so on, and order breakfast, and you're going to get a breakfast burrito, not a breakfast taco. Tells you how out of touch even the speechwriters are with that particular group of individuals. So not only, in my opinion, this again didn't never got brought up by the mainstream media, but not, not only did they offend in saying they're as diverse as a taco, but then they got the whole thing even wrong as to what it is. Because in my book, there's no such thing as a breakfast taco. Maybe some of you have eaten one, but frankly, I never have. In Colorado, for most people, if you're a transplant here, and, you, and you've really noticed how much Mexican food we have around, it didn't just become that. It's been this way my whole life. We have had great Mexican food restaurants in Colorado. And yes, I know I've been corrected. There's those of you out there that think Southern California and there's other places that have better Mexican food than us. I will debate that. I think in Colorado, we have some pretty good darn Mexican food compared to other places. And we're not going to argue on that. Think what you want. I'll think what I want. I'll let my taste buds be the judge. You can be as well. Bottom line, Colorado has been known for really good, solid Mexican food for as long as I can remember. Charlie, probably as long as you can as well. I mean, I can remember my mom just because of where we live. And no, we're not Mexican. I'm about as Heinz 57 white guy as it gets. My mom makes some of the best green chili ever. Why? Because in Colorado, that's what you did back then. You learned from someone that knew how, how to make green chili. And I grew up on green chili. Grew up going to Mexican restaurants in this town. And by the way, the Louisville Lafayette, some of those areas where we had, we had heavy Hispanic influence, we had some of the best Mexican food around as far as I'm concerned. Bottom line, what I'm getting at is the left gets a pass all of the time. And we don't. We don't. Plain and simple. If conservatives had some of these things, um, we'd still be hearing about it. Let's just say it that way. Especially the comment Joe Biden made. We'd still be hearing. This one today, we'd still be hearing about it. Again, I, I guarantee you, any of you watching mainstream media have heard nothing about the comment I made, the quote I made a moment ago, that Eddie Vale made about the Jewish basketball team. Guaranteed it hasn't made it into mainstream media. I would doubt if you Google it, you can find it. I just happened to be reading an article, clipped it, stuck it in my notes today because I didn't want to lose it for fear they might find it and then take that out. Because that's what they do as well, by the way. All right, when I come back, I know this is an odd topic. Self-checkouts. And I'm not against them. Not necessarily for them. But I've learned a lot about them in the past month or so. What I mean by that is there's some risks to self-checkout. And some of you might be thinking, huh? What? I'll explain when I come back. There are, in fact, some major risks in using self-checkouts that you all need to know about. I'll explain as soon as we come back. Bruce Simmons is up next. He is our uh, reverse mortgage uh, professional, by the way, our specialist. He is the professor of reverse mortgages. And if you want to know more about it and how they work and whether or not it's the right fit for you, just call Bruce today and find out. 303-467-7821. A satisfied Bruce Simmons client. 
I first started listening to him probably about three or four years ago. The first show intrigued me. So it got me to the point where Bruce explaining things, you know, I felt like I could trust him. I decided because I was also searching for financial planners. He was talking about the possibility of using a HECM or, you know, other reverse mortgages as a fourth leg to your to your retirement planning. You know, it's a fourth leg to stand on if you really need the cash flow, you know, which is what my case was. I really need the cash flow because I don't have all that much saved. He didn't sugarcoat anything. For someone like me, I just thought, you know what, this is making more and more sense to me that he was just as ethical and as upstanding as they come. Hi, Bruce Simmons here with Reverse Mortgage Radio. I can answer your reverse mortgage questions. Visit klzradio.com slash reverse to learn more. All right, Golden Eagle Financial is next. Uh, Al Smith again. He is here on Wednesdays between two thir- or sorry, two and two thirty. And actually, I'm going to join Al for his program next week. We're going to talk about businesses, the sale of, and so on. In the meantime, anything you need from Al when it comes to your financial future, call him today 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Folks, uh, I say this a lot, but I haven't reminded you of this for a while. If there's a light on on your dash, whether it be an ABS light, a check engine light, anything along those lines, believe it or not, that could be reducing your fuel economy. And those are the things that Geno's Auto Service can look at and fix for you, therefore making the vehicle run properly and save you money at the pump. 303-794-6700 or genosautoservice.com and Geno starts with a J. Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado Auto Care will back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. This is Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, really quick. Somebody said that Fuzzy's Tacos, which, yeah, the name would say it has some uh, breakfast tacos. But again, folks, that's not the norm. Uh, My old co-host, Dan, actually texted in as well and set up in Minnesota. There's not much Mexican food around those parts, period, unless it's Taco Bell. So I don't think I'm too far off in saying what we've been spoiled with here in Colorado. All right, self-checkouts. And I know this is a... A weird thing where you're going to think, why are you talking about that? we got better things to talk about. Well, this is Health and Wellness Wednesday, and I want you guys to all stay healthy and well. And what I've learned from watching some videos and doing some reading on self-checkouts, and it just sort of, you know, I see all kinds of stuff. I, mean, I get stuff sent to me, and I read different things, and stuff hits my inbox and so on. And this one picked my interest. I've been actually following a lawyer in a lot of her videos that she puts out. And this is a kind of a Southern lawyer, and she's very, you know, a lot of lawyers speak lawyerish. She doesn't. She just speaks in regular old, you know, stuff I can understand. 
And she's put, to, she's put together a series of videos talking about the risks of self-checkouts. In fact, she's at one time gone through a list of things that she will never do as an attorney, knowing the things that she knows. By the way, one of them is she'll never go on a cruise. Ever. Reason being is, whether you're the accused or the accuser, depending upon where you're at when something would happen, when there's an incident, you have no idea what jurisdiction you're going to be in to have that resolved. Depends on where you're at, international waters, close to port, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is, you're liable to most likely not be in a U.S. court. You're most likely going to be in a foreign court. And as we all know, the rule of law isn't the same in every other country. So her number one point of view is, I'm not going on a cruise because I have no idea what would happen if I were accused or I'm accusing someone else of something that were to happen on a cruise ship. So that's the first thing she says. So when she said that, she sort of piqued my interest. I'm like, oh, you know what? I've never heard anybody say that before. Makes sense. Makes total sense. And the way some cruise ships are run, by the way, and some cruise companies, they're not always financially secure. Just so you all know. So she started talking about self-checkouts, the risks of. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out. There's no risk to a self-checkout. You run up, you scan, you put your card in, and you leave. How hard can that be? In fact, most places, that's about the only way you can get out the door. There are some places where if there's a couple of checkout people there working, good luck. You're going to go to the self-checkout. Walmart being one of them. She proceeded, though, to talk about how many false accusations are made against people coming out of the self-checkout lane. In other words, did you scan all your items? Did you forget something at the bottom? Was there something at the bottom of the cart? Was the case of water at the very bottom scanned? On and on she goes. If they think for one second you left without paying, they're dragging you back in the store. And if you can't prove that you bought all of those said items, you might have a shoplifting charge. So she gave some tips on what you should do in each and every situation. Every self-checkout has cameras. And she said, while this may take a little more time and it may upset the people behind you, this is for your own protection. As you're scanning each item, raise it in front of the camera then put it down and scan it, and then place it in the tray where it's weighed. Do that with every single item that you scan. When you go to pay, show your ID to the camera, show your credit card to the camera, then pay. Then, as the receipt comes out, also show that to the camera before you take your groceries or whatever it is, bag them and leave. What you've done is shown every single item that's there, everything you've scanned, and the receipt that shows you paid. And make sure you save your receipt, by the way. I know you can get a credit card statement that says that you paid such and such, but that takes time. It's not always instant. Do not leave there without your receipt. And no, don't just leave it in the bag. Put it in a safe place where you've got a copy of that receipt. Then pack your stuff up and head out. Again, Because of the potential for false accusation by store security, the last thing you want to do, even if you're right and they're wrong, the last thing you want to do is waste 45 minutes to an hour of your time trying to explain all that. I don't want to do that. And she said you would be surprised at how many things can get left and forgotten in a cart as you're checking out, and it's not on purpose. Keep in mind, and she did say this, Because of the nefarious types that are out there that understand that what they do, and this is well known, so I'm not giving anybody any secrets, they will take a big screen TV and they will run through and they will scan it. The problem is they have taken an item from a cereal box maybe at home and they've glued that onto the TV back in the TV area before they haul it out of the store. And as they exit... Yes, they've got a receipt. Yes, they paid. Yes, it looked like everything is kosher, but they paid you know, $15 or $10 or $5 for a $500 TV or whatever the case may be. That's why they're watching this a lot more closely. 
And she gives stories of where it may not be you thereafter. It may have been the person that checked out prior to you, but they've got their wires crossed. And so now they're hunting you down in the parking lot, not the last guy that left. And folks, I'm telling you the truth. I've seen the videos. I've seen the reactions of different customers. And by the way, I think most of these customers, that, that at least the customers that I have seen, they go back through, they scan all the items. And yes, everything checks out. But again, that takes time. And that's embarrassing. The last thing you want to be that you want to have happen is be pulled back in by store security. It's embarrassing. So again, I've given you a few tips on how you avoid that. She also said, always, always, always pay with a credit card. Never pay cash in the self-checkout. She says she doesn't care what it is. So sorry, Dave Ramsey. This is where you do use a card. And a credit card, because, again, credit cards give you different protection than even a debit card does. She, she also said, again, because of the quickness of some of the apps and so on, in a lot of cases, you could see instantly on your app that you just made that purchase at that store. You pay cash. There's no record. It's done. If more of you are interested in this, I can give you links on this particular attorney and the videos that she has up on YouTube and so on. And, and by the way, she's a very, very sharp lady. Um, again, how I found her, I really have no idea. I, I really started watching her because of the cruise thing, because it was really intriguing that, wait a minute, why don't I want to take a cruise? And there, by the way, there's, there's other things that she says she would never do as an attorney, knowing what gets litigated the most. I didn't write all five things down, and I wasn't going to get into all five, but the one that really, again, caught my eye was the cruises and self-checkout. And we all use them, by the way. Mainly because it's convenient. You just whip through, charge it, and leave. And in some cases, it's either that or you wait for the one checker to be done checking out the five or six people that are already in front of you before you can leave. And this is true, by the way, at almost every store, except for maybe some department stores where there's no self-checkout. But most of your big box stores, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, um, Target, I can go down the list, Costco, they all have self-checkout. And just make sure that you've got everything dialed in. The other thing that she recommended, recommended doing is if you've got, say, 20 items, count that you have 20, count your receipt to make sure that all 20 are there. Because, again, if you leave without paying for something, what just happened? You, you stole. They can charge you with shoplifting. And in defense of the security personnel at the store, they don't know if you're nefarious or not. They don't know that you planned on putting that you know, $100 item that got stuck at the bottom of the cart that didn't get scanned and, the, that didn't get scanned and you ran out and didn't even think about it. And, and by the way, they'll stop you for $5 or $50. They don't care. Shoplifting to them is shoplifting. They don't care. Makes no difference. Bottom line, take some of these tips. Do what she said. Yes, it takes a little longer to do that. And the other thing she said, too, is make sure that when you're looking at the TV camera or you're looking at the camera, it'll show you on the TV screen above you, you know, if you're actually being recorded or not. Make sure they can see your face and everything about you. Because depending upon how hot, you know, how, how high you're, I'm not saying that right. Depending upon your height, whether you're short, tall, whatever, uh, it may, you, you know, you may have to redirect your face to make sure that it can see you. Because you want that camera to see your face. Keep in mind, they're recording all of this. The stores have, have not tape anymore, but they have a DVR that's recording all of this. It's digitally recorded. They have this. She also said this, which I was a little shocked at. Sometimes they will contact you a day or two later after they've reviewed said tape. Maybe they had a, a day where they had huge shrinkage, big shortages. So then what they do is they go back through and they look at every single transaction that happened that day. If you happen to be there that day and they can see two or three things that ended up in the cart that you just forgot or that bag of dog food on the bottom you forgot to scan or that, that case of water you forgot to scan or, 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 guess what? They're, they're going to find you. They know who you are. Based, especially if you paid with a credit card, they know who you are. And yes, they will find you. And or ask you the next time you come in the store because most of us frequent a store more than once. So, again, food for thought. 
If you're doing self-checkouts, which a lot of us do, I know some people maybe don't do that, and they'll wait in line to go to the – I'm not a line waiter. Anybody that's listened to my program for any length of time, Charlie included, I hate lines. I will do everything possible to avoid a line. I will pay extra to not be in line. That's me. I, I hate waiting. Ask my wife. I hate waiting in line. It, it is, in my opinion, the biggest waste of time there ever was waiting in line. Because what are you doing waiting in line? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It is the most unproductive thing, in my opinion, you could ever do waiting in line. So I hate it. it. To me, it's just a complete waste of time. So, yes, I will do everything possible to not be in line. And no, I'm not that guy to cheat and jump in front of line and somebody else. No, I'm not that guy. But I will do everything possible to not wait in line, including if self-checkout is open, yes, I will use it. I use it differently now after listening to her, and all of you should as well. But if you're like me and you're impatient and you hate waiting in line and you use the self-checkouts, Make sure you do what I just said so that you say you know, so you stay safe and you know we don't have to come bail you out. By the way, if you get caught shoplifting, it does go on your record. Yes, they prosecute and go through things and all of that, but it, it, it's not fun. And some of you may say, well, how do you know this, John? Well, because in my world and what I do business-wise, I, I am on that end of, of things quite often. Yeah, I know how that part works. If the store wants to prosecute, they will. And it doesn't take as much dollars as you think to get prosecuted. And yes, that goes on your record. You don't want that. Trust me. Hi-Fi Plumbing is up next. Uh, 877-WE-HI-5 is the phone number to call all your plumbing needs. And if you're interested in a job, office, warehouse, or plumbing itself, maybe you want to become an apprentice, you want to be a plumber, uh, or you already are, you work for somebody else, you want to make a job change, Hi-Fi Plumbing would love to talk to you. 877-WE-HI-5 or find them at klzradio.com. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five Techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Absolute electrical heating and air, the quiet, cool system. Again, you take a day like today where we're at 91 degrees, but we've got some decent humidity right now, and you would have ran that thing all morning long when it was halfway cool. It will keep your home at a pretty decent temperature to where your AC doesn't have to run as much as it normally would. Call and find out if that works for you in your home, 720-526-0231. And right now it's $300 off. That's absolute electrical heating and air. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush, who is a small business owner and business slash life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. This isn't rage radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right. Occasionally on our program, and I've actually had a particular listener that, I, good, good individuals, I believe, but we kind of banter back and forth on certain things, one of them being world overpopulation, which I don't believe in. I know some, I think even some conservatives at times think that we're overpopulated. We're not, but that's probably a debate for another day. Another interesting thing I was reading today, though, that I ran across, I was reading the Wall Street Journal, and there was a little article that popped up, book review, The Bet by Paul Sabin. And in this book, Paul Yerlich predicted an intimate population catastrophe. This has been numerous years ago, by the way. But Julian Simon wagered that he was wrong. So what they did to see how overpopulation, if it even did happen, how it would work, they bet each other where on a particular day, this is how the bet worked, they took $1,000 and they put it on the commodities of their choice because commodities are typically driven up or down by population. Demand. The more population, the more demand, the higher that particular commodity will go. So they... You know, they went after particular commodities, and the individual Paul Ehrlich had some help, even from Wall Street, in which commodities to buy. And so they did. And because the again, the theory was within a few short years, hundreds of million of hundreds of millions of people would die due to starvation because we would not be able to feed all of them. So they went through, picked out some commodities. There was $1,000 each, and here's how it went. If the prices of those went down, Mr. Ehrlich would pay Simon the difference between the 1980 and 1990 prices. It was a 10-year time frame between 1980 and 1990. If the prices went up, Simon would pay. That meant Mr. Ehrlich's exposure was limited while Simon's was theoretically infinite. Simon even allowed Mr. Ehrlich to rig the terms of the bet in his favor. He was allowed to select five commodities that would be the yardstick. Consulting some colleagues, he chose chromium, copper, nickel, tin, and tungsten, each of which his team supposedly said was especially likely to becoming scarce as the population increased. As they settled on their terms, Mr. Sabin notes, Messrs. Ehrlich, Holdren, and Hart felt confident that they would prevail. They didn't. In October of 1990, Mr. Ehrlich mailed a check for $576. In other words, that's how much his $1,000 investment had gone down to Mr. Simon. Mr. Simon diplomatically reports that there was no note, although world population increased by 800 million people during the term of that wager. The prices for the five medals had decreased by more than 50 percent and they did so for precisely the reason that simon predicted technology innovation and conservation spurred on by the markets drove what happened even though the population went up by 800 million those particular items those five commodities decreased in value by 50 percent bottom line we don't have an overpopulation problem we can handle anything that comes our way and I will, I've also read and have noted many, many times that typically what happens with populations, just like what's happening in the U.S. right now, 
as a country becomes more wealthy, they stop having as many kids. We're having that same problem in the U.S. right now. Our birth rate is about 1.7 to 1.8. We need 2.1 to 2.2, really 2.3 to be really healthy as a society, economically speaking. We're at 1.7 to 1.8 right now as a population growth in the United States of America. It's under what we need to sustain our economy. So the point is, as countries become more wealthy, they birth less children. Why? Because people get greedy. I'm just going to be straight up honest. They get greedy. Greedy in the fact they know kids are expensive, and if you don't have as many, you can have more things for yourself, and why spend all that money on the kids? Folks, I'm just telling you how it works. Not for everybody. And I realize some people don't have kids because they can't. They want them, but they can't. And I understand. I'm not talking about those individuals, by the way. I'm just talking in generalities. Typically, the more wealthy a country gets, the less birth rate there is just because it is that way. It just happens. People like the town and, you know, the, the house in the suburbs, being out of town, having, you know, two kids instead of four. All of the other things that come along with that, the responsibilities of and the cost of. They understand that and they decide to not have as many kids on purpose. So, world population, overpopulation, I should say, nothing I lose any sleep over, nor should you. American National Insurance is up next. And Paul Lewinberger would love to help you with all of your insurance needs. He's my agent, my son's agent, son's son's agent. I mean, a lot of us in my family, my dad, you know, et cetera, we use Paul. He takes care of us, takes good care of us, and he saves us money, and his rebate program is the best. 303-662-0789. Call Paul today, and please, when you do, make sure you tell him you heard him on Rush to Reason. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303-662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. All right, uh, we'll come back one more full hour. Dr. Carol Lieberman, who's not been with us for a little while, so we're going to have her back. We're going to talk to her at the top of the hour, and she's going to talk about um, Trump's comment that Biden has dementia. Now, I know Dr. Carol has not, you know, seen Joe Biden, you know, firsthand, so a lot of what she will say will be based upon what she can see from the outside in, but we'll get her opinion on all of that here in just a few minutes. So stay tuned. Dr. Carroll will join us. And then we switch things up a little bit this week because Scott Garlis is going to go on vacation. So he's going to join us today instead of tomorrow. We'll get an update on where the markets are and what's happening there at the bottom of the hour as well. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.